0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Thirsty Thursday, March 16th, 2023, this is Bachelor Rush Hour. So much to get into today. We've got stories, clips of podcasts from Jason Tartik's Trading Secrets. Kaelin Bristow was on a pretty bad podcast. She carried it as best she could, but it was not good. We'll play that one as well. Also, we've got Jess Gerard on the Almost Famous Podcast. So much to talk about, so much to do. Let's get into it. This is Thursday with you. Okay, at first, we got some uh, pieces of the puzzle to put together. Susie Evans made an Instagram statement on her one-year anniversary of her um, exit from The Bachelor. Here's what she had to say. One year ago, I mustered all my courage to walk out on stage knowing I was about to get roasted for the way things ended on the show. My family wasn't invited, so afterwards, I got into an SUV by myself and did Nick Viall's podcast until late at night. Got back to our Airbnb and cried myself to sleep. I held it together until I literally couldn't anymore. A side of me and my struggle, I decided to keep private. There's a lot we can't say, and a lot that people will never understand. Therefore, I will never be too hard on anyone that goes on a national platform because regardless as if you, regardless of if you agree with their actions or not, we are all emotional beings. Words can hurt. No one deserves humiliation or public shaming. Things we do that may make us a villain on TV are generally what just make us human in real life. As we are moving forward the end of this season, I just want to remind people to be kind. I don't anticipate as much of a tumultuous ending. This still feels like a good reminder that regardless of how a TV show makes you feel, it's generally unnecessary to reach out via message or comments to extend hate. You never know what someone is going through. Also, thank you, thank you, thank you to every kind message, comment, or interaction I have had with any of you online or in person. Even if I couldn't reply, I promise I felt the love throughout this past year. Susie Evans, everybody. In another news, we have our friends of the Bachelor community, the Bachelorettes on their Twitter account. I had some interesting comments about what they thought about the next season of The Bachelorette starring Charity, and they said, on second thought, I'm actually not that excited for the next season of The Bachelorette. Lately, everything I consume is so diverse. I just finished reading a black fantasy novel that featured gay, bisexual, and non-gender conforming characters. I just finished watching an anime that had gender and size diversity and queer characters. And then I see shows like The Bachelor that's still trying its best to uphold the same old straight, white, thin bread standard, and it makes me want to boom, boom, um, out, I don't know if that's what they were saying. And it's a standard that it's been hurting both of them. The way the season ratings have plummeted is actually embarrassing. We've been screaming that we don't care about this white man at all, and yet they shoved him down our throats. It seems to me like they had to cast a person of color out of sheer desperation because they know small, diverse creators like us are going to be the ones to drum up excitement for the season. So to me, this feels like a bone until the ratings get back up and I don't want to fall for it. It's not enough to just cast someone diverse for ratings anymore. The show has real potential, but I think it needs to die and be reborn. They need to cut every single executive producer and reconfigure this show to comfortably include race, size, gender, and disability, diversity, and openly queer participants. The world is too diverse to keep acting like white brothers. Are the only people who exist But for now If y'all really want us To drum up excitement For your season You pay us In any case I'm going to keep an eye out To see who gets chosen As the next Bachelor Because we've been saying White bread is not it It's been done Over canceled Cold in the ground And not resurrecting Cry to your ancestors Hey look You gotta love the opinion Gotta love the opinion Right there uh, very strong words basically saying, Don't make us be a pawn to promote your show now that you've uh, given us what they are saying should not be a diversity hire. They're saying, and again, these aren't my words. Uh, they're saying, We feel like you only hired charity as the bachelorette because your ratings are plummeted and you need the diverse, uh, the diversity uh, group of creators to push the show. And that's a strong position to hold. And it's not necessarily wrong or right. It's their opinion. Um, But uh, a lot of weight obviously goes into who is the lead of the show and uh, how they handle charity season will be very telling about how the show moves forward. Um, You know, when it comes to like all the commenters that say, oh, the show's gone woke or once you go woke, you go broke, you know, all these terms that rhyme that don't necessarily line up or make sense. I was tagged in this uh, post that actually explains what woke means or what it at least used to mean. To be clear, woke is black vernacular that was first appropriated by white liberals post-George Floyd, now by white conservatives. When black folks use it, stay woke means what Lead Belly said it did in 1938. Keep your eyes open for dangerous white racists or racism in general. And of course, this was used literally when people were driving. Stay woke. Stay awake. Keep your eyes open, your head on a swivel. Let's have a listen to uh, some, like, let's educate ourselves in the process about what woke meant in its origination
1: history was in
0: the 1920s
1: with a blue start this over the first time we heard the word woke in history was in the 1920s with a blues player named huddy led belly led he heard about this case of some black boys in alabama who had been falsely accused of raping a white woman and they were imprisoned and he wrote a song about it called the scottsboro boys Now, after he finishes playing the song, he waits for a second and then he tells everyone, you know, if you're black and if you're going through Alabama, keep your eyes open. Y'all got to stay woke. From those roots, woke established itself as a watchword, a creative way for one black person to say to another,
2: hey, be smart, stay aware, America's dangerous. You know, keep your top eye open, keep your head on the swivel, maybe pull your coat For decades, woke sort of stayed on the bench of black vernacular, poking its head out here and there.
0: And of course, in the culture war that we live in now, people have used the term woke to mean different things on the left as we read here it's about being aware of and respectful toward the political and socio-political needs of marginalized people and then others have radicalized it and they and they say um they they say that um that being woke is kind of like an insult like oh you're 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 worried too much about uh other you know uh, maybe tiptoeing around other cultures or this or that and you know there's there's um you know, when we when we can't agree on the definition of words, that's when we get into problems. I think that's that's the only way I can put it, when we can't agree with what a word means. You know what I normally do? I just stop using that word. And maybe that's the most woke thing I've ever done, is not use the word woke anymore. Okay, who knows, folks? All right, let's uh, listen to what Jess had to say on the Almost Famous podcast regarding producers possibly interfering in her trying to stand up for a friend.
3: In high school as a youth group leader, or in college as a new member educator with inclusion, and stuff like I've just always been able to understand people's perspectives on situations. Um, and you know, there was a part like in the Bahamas where I tried to speak up about the Kylie and Anastasia situation, and I was told that it's not my place to. So I think then moving on, like I just kind of realized it's not if it's Who not. Who told you that? Um, not, am I allowed People. to? <laughs> allowed to say not say. people told you that you weren't allowed to get involved in that drama
0: yeah so they're either having her best interest they're not you yeah. hear yeah. it, and you it's, either do it or you just, don't It's
3: one of those, which I understand It's not my place to speak on
0: uh, And it makes you wonder, do they not want Jess to get into the drama because they're trying to frame her in a certain way and have her you know, uh, heartfelt story or did they have enough content and didn't want the situation you know, were they worried that Jess would uh, would uh, extinguish the drama with her clear head and of course they're like, no, no, we don't need you here, We we, we need more drama, not less, so maybe that's why they kept out. But either way, we're going to have that full clip on the YouTube channel. We've got a lot to get to, uh, and don't worry, we're covering it all here. Uh, Up next, we're going to have a clip from Jason Tartik and uh, Tyler Cameron discussing Tyler Cameron's finances. And let me tell you, Tyler Cameron is crushing the game. So we're going to share that. Plus I've got Caitlin Bristow talking on a podcast discussing why she's prioritizing her career over wedding planning. And again, no hate or shame on that. There are no right or wrong answers when it comes to how you pursue this life we live. And one thing I've been prioritizing more than anything right now is a healthy sleep schedule with which isn't easy. As you guys know, two nights ago, got back from Indonesia, 24-plus uh, hours of travel, 16-hour uh, time zone difference has made it a hell of a jet lag. Last night, uh, with a little assistance from some gummies, I was able to get a good night's sleep. And of course, uh, this whole week, we've been sponsored, the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. For me, look, it's not about getting high, and I think that's a big misconception people have. I just want to melt into my pillow at night for a great night's sleep and not have the morning grogginess. Microdosing helps curb anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. And you know my schedule, content in the morning, stand-up at night. The last thing I need is a night of poor sleep. Not on my watch, folks. So microdose is available nationwide, and you guys have got a great deal here. To learn more about microdosing, THC, go to microdose.com and use our special code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code hour. Let's get into our first featured clip of the day. And boy, your jaw is going to drop when you hear how much money Tyler Cameron is making. Here's a clip from him on the Trading Secrets podcast with Jason Tartick.
2: I, I have no followers. I'm just posting random pictures, just me and the boys. Or Shirt whatever. off, I assume.
0: Yeah. But no, I, was, I was still a big is. boy. I was like
2: 250 okay, coming okay, down. Gosh, I was slimming yeah. down. You know, it was, it was post-football days. Okay. okay. And uh, and this dude keeps... hit. I'm like 230 at this point, so it's still pretty big. And this guy keeps like writing like fire ambulances underneath my photos. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And I click on it. It's like, oh, casting director for blah, 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 blah. And so then I was like, man... I'm living at my mom's house. any opportunity. DMs. So I hit him up. I was like, I was like, I was I was like, What's going on? You know what I mean? He's like, He's like, and Then he immediately he's like, Have you ever modeled? I was like, No. He's like, You should model. I was like, I was like, I don't know about all that. He's like, Send me digitals and I'll get you, you know, intro to some people. I was like, What's a What's a digital? So he sends me these photos of like these dudes like in their underwear and shit. All these photos that are just like, you know, very kind of provocative. Yeah. And I'm like, So I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like. Damn, I'm really about to send some stranger pictures of me in my underwear. Like he's just gonna, you know, what's he gonna do with it? You know? Yeah. And so then I was like, well fuck it, what do I gotta lose, you know? <laughs> and so, so my boy comes over, Mike, and my brother, we're in my mom's bathroom, right? Mike's yeah. got like, he's like the only one I know with a nice camera. So he's taking photos on his camera. My brother's got a, a like a a light. This is hilarious. And he's holding the light like over his head like this, and, and we're just shooting these photos. And you're in your underwear. And I'm just in my underwear, I'm in my cabins, baby. Yeah, and uh <laughs> And okay. and I'm taking the funniest photos, man. I'm like squat and like doing the exact poses I see those people doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like looking at these at the end, like cracking up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really about to send these out, so I send them out. And then he's like, these are great. He's like I'm. A, then then on next he's like next week. He's like you have, mo- you have meetings with every agency in Miami. They all said yes to you. So this-
0: Tyler Cameron just a hit model before going on Bachelor, and then after being on the Bachelor, just he briefly touches on his relationship with Gigi Hadid and how little money they had. Have a listen to that. I got five. How little money he had?
1: Five thousand dollars in my bank account. Not I don't know what my next job is, and I'm dating Gigi Hadid. What was that like? Not being? even five
0: thousand. I had like
2: two hundred. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean I've been going on dates. You know, this is like my early days in New York City. I'm living on Matt's beanbag. Yeah. Right? I'm living on Matt's beanbag.
0: This is it, though. When you're, when you're a bro, man, living in a big city, you don't even care. He's living on his buddy's beanbag. I bet you it's one of the happiest times of his life. We've all been there. I used to sleep on a friend's air mattress, and every night it would leak, and I would wake up, and the air mattress would be tacoed up. Happy as a clam.
2: Have no money. And I'm just but I'm like the happiest I've ever been because it's like it's just like the world is wide open to me in New York City. I can do whatever I want. Bingo. And I remember I'll be going on dates, I'm like, calm pops up in the bathroom, I'm like, yo, Pops, like, I don't think my credit card's gonna go through. I need you to send me some money right now. <laughs> He's like you got it, son. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would. He sent me some money. I covered dinner and whatnot. But I was just like. I remember there was like some touch and go points there where I was like, man, this. Is my, hopefully my car swipes. I'm over here swiping it with my eyes shut. Just like. Dude, we've go.
0: all been there. But geez, dating an A-lister, dating one of the most famous, or probably the most famous model at the time, and doesn't even know if his credit card's going to go through.
2: Would you ever become the bachelor? I always say I never say never. Um, I think like because like I'm not a person who thinks of things as like, oh, I'm too good for this. I'm too good for that. Yeah. Like if something's cool or fun, I want to do it. Like, it'd be so cool to like tell my kids when, yes, yeah, son, I was the bachelor <laughs> I did this and I, you know, to yeah. me, like that's what life's about. Like making like adventures and experiences and like that, to me, that shit's cool. You know, I can yeah. give a, like in the, the day, like it's all, it's all story, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, so that's why I never, I say never say never, but I think, you know, the bachelor needs to evolve a little bit. Yeah, I think it's how kind so. of, I, I think it's just, it's still set like it's, you know, season 12 of
0: The Bachelor. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. the
1: same thing. Yeah. Very 12 true. hours. What would you charge? Ideally. So
0: it's asked how much you would charge for a modeling shoot.
1: Like in a perfect world. Yeah. Um, like
2: just a, it varies,
0: ball, ball, it varies. Ball,
2: like 20 30 grand 40 grand like ballpark i mean i had a job that caught that, that that we charged 94 90 grand okay and so i got to charge that we you know charge there it just depends on what it okay. is so, so like, here's what okay. like i did calvin klein yeah for seventy five hundred dollars gotcha so brand
1: and stuff like that but, all but let's say it's exposure
2: 70, brand yeah
1: but let's just say let's say seventy let's say you, you did one shoot for 90k let's say on average based on what you're telling me in a day's work for modeling you get 60 grand on average. You, you can buy them all, is that fair? Yeah, but, okay. but we're also more selective. We're not do, I'm not doing jobs all the time. You're not doing all the jobs. But here's, my, here's the point of why I said that. Before the show, getting 1,000 for 12 hours. After the show, you've built this brand. You're doing mm. really well with it. Now you're getting into an entrepreneurial world. 60,000, all from the starting point of a show. Now obviously you've grown it to another level. Why would investing another three months into possibly being the lead of another reality show, would you look at it as a step Back when you've seen your rates and everything multiply
2: by like 100 no hundred times, I definitely think it is a way to boost what's going on, you know. Yeah, and it's a way to get a bunch of attention and the things that you're doing. But like, let's talk. Let's talk strategy. Yeah, why would I just do it if I don't have everything set in place? You know, I seriously say it. Why would I? Why would I? So
0: he basically says, if he he wants the rest of his career set in place, so then if he does go on the show, everything else that he's created can then be magnified more, which is a great. Hey, look, I mean, when you talk about there for the wrong reasons, wouldn't you want to marry a guy? Uh, doesn't that make Tyler more desirable if he goes on the show with all of his ducks in a row versus someone who goes on the show and has no career paths? That's more desirable to me. All right, here's where he talks about how much money he makes on Instagram
1: streams that are now funding all these things that are helping your family grow, and now you're building such a presence in Jupiter. Which has been the most productive? Is it mo- or most lucrative? Is it modeling? Is it a pure social media? Social by, media by a long shot. I'll, yeah. So you'll make more in a post my, than you will. My uncle,
2: he's a really, really big, smart business guy. Yeah. He, he put down, he made me do a list. It was all the ways I make money. Yeah. And it was uh, and then what makes me the happiest out of those things. So it was like a ranking, you know? And it was like one was social media, two was like appearances and like TV, radio. Uh,
0: all right, so social media is his most lucrative and here's how much he's made on some of his posts. Uh,
1: probably social media in total. What's the best brand deal you've ever done in social media?
2: Best brand deal I've ever done in social media. Man, them deals with Bumble used to kick ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, because of the results yeah, of the money. St- my Steve Madden deal was great. Steve Madden deal. Yeah. The, the, what, the, the, how much a, did you like posting? That was my modeling. For that was
2: just a modeling shoot. Okay. Yeah, that was a great one. Six figure opportunity. Yeah. No, it was, right. I have had some six figure ones. Yeah. I don't even know which ones. I mean, I've had great ones. I don't know.
1: I don't want you, you can get in trouble with the brand. What is the most you've ever been paid for anything post bachelor for doing some type of collaboration or work or anything what's the biggest dollar number you've gotten since the show
2: um i think i i did a deal it was like uh it was a it was like a two post deal for like 250
0: and if you want to check out that full recap that I have on YouTube, you can hear more clips from Tyler Cameron on the Jason Tartick Trading Secret podcast. Now, Jason Tartick is engaged to Caitlin Bristow, and she is the center of our next clip here. She was on a podcast. It really needs no introduction, but Caitlin's going to talk about her relationship, prioritizing work over that relationship, and let's hear what she has to say.
4: He's always talking about her exes on a podcast, and he's like, well, it's kind of the world she came from. And... If I was The Bachelor, I'd have to talk about all my exes, too. Like, that's just... It is part of my life. Yeah. And especially people n- who know who I am know exactly who he is because yeah. we ended up together. And now we live in the same city, and people want to know what happened still. And so it's, like, it's kind of just natural conversation. But it's just never been the right environment to be like, hey, you want to talk about this? <laughs> like,
3: I don't know. <laughs> Can we bury the hatchet? want we wanna bury the hatchet? I would yeah. just... I
4: don't even know what I would say because... I just want to be like, how's your dog? <laughs> He's a cute golden.
3: <laughs> how's your dog? How's your dog? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, and two, talking about your exes, that's been something that, like, if the person you're with raises a red flag about that. Right. That's like a red flag to me. Right, Because it shows that you're- So
0: Caitlin's discussing the fact that her ex, Sean, is also living in Nashville. And there's something wrong with the host audio here. I don't know if her microphone's down or what, but I'm getting brutal audio, very grating sound here. Um, All right, let's go to the part where she talks about Jason Tartic.
3: Just kind of like taking
4: your time with wedding (laughs) stuff. Yeah, it's so bad because I have so many different thoughts on this. Yeah. On one side, I like get so- um, kind of frustrated if it's a troll being like, clearly he doesn't want to marry you or you don't want to marry him or but I get annoyed. But if it's genuine fans that have been just so you know invested in our relationship, yeah. I actually do feel bad because I'm like, I've opened up my world to them. They're just excited. Yeah. And then, so when I say things like, yeah, we both are putting our careers first and that might sound scary to some people or you might be like, oh gosh, that's a red flag. To us, we're like, well, we just haven't gotten there and like,
3: It works for you.
4: In our opinion, we probably will. And if we don't, that's really sad. But like, I
0: think this is very tough for some people to hear the way that they're kind of realistically talking about the fact that they are hoping they get married. They're definitely engaged. And if they don't, that'll be really sad. But I do kind of like support Caitlin in, in the idea that like you can you can put your career first and your relationship second. I also understand that probably makes it harder to get down the aisle because it's hard to plan. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and all that. But you know, with Caitlin here and Jason, they're both in in probably the height of their money making um years. And he's starting businesses, and she's all over the place. They're both they're both super successful. That can be a good thing. If only one of them is being successful, then the other one is maybe tending to the home or or you know following one around. It, it can be tough, you know. I'm sure that works in many relationships, but it's all about like finding the right formula to keep that fire going. And who are we to say what that formula for them is, you know?
4: We probably will. Yeah, and so we yeah you know i've thought about eloping um jason's more of like a traditional wants a wedding yeah um but the more that we talk about it the more we get asked the more we look at wedding budgets yeah the more we're like maybe you do elope it really is it is and and it's really for everyone else yeah and i just bought a bronco so i'm poor (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes, Bronco, I, which I am so jealous of because oh, I have wanted it
0: for years. All right. so um, so Savannah Chrissley, or Chrysley, let me get this right. Her parents are in federal prison for tax evasion and tax That's fraud. Cool. Her father serving 12 years and her mom serving seven, I believe. Um, So I wouldn't take any tax advice from them. Uh, But uh, very interesting that uh, Caitlin mentioned here. She just bought a new Bronco. I think it's one of those electric ones. I could be wrong, but I think it's one of those like restyled up uh, old Broncos. I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong here. But good on her for treating herself. I'm surprised Caitlin's even worried about the money for the wedding because financially speaking, it seems like her and Jason are both definitely in the million dollar a year tier bracket. That's just my assumption based on all that they've got going on. But um, you know, hey, money's money, I guess. And you want to make sure you're covered for the future. All right. So let's go to the 16 minute mark where they discuss how much pressure there is. We're also going to talk about their eight hour therapy session and what she has to say about Chris Harrison. So stick around for that.
3: How long has it been? A year and a half. Okay yeah I mean yeah that's a
4: that's a hot I mean, we have we have done little things for wedding planning here and there yeah. I like i I was really into it we were really into wedding planning at the beginning, and I honestly think we were just a little turned off by people taking advantage
0: i ha- i I get it the big the industrial wedding complex once people find out that your party is now a wedding, the price is gonna double absolutely uh the biggest thing for them is getting a date set you get a date set everything else falls in place of
4: mm-hmm. slapping the term wedding on something and then yeah. bumping up the price and yeah. Jason plays so fair. And I think we just got annoyed
3: for sure. <laughs> yeah. And to the bachelor franchise as a whole does not make that process easy. I don't feel like, or like mentally, emotionally, just cause the majority of them don't last. Yeah. It's you know? So it's like, there has to be a lot of pressure associated a lot of with pressure. that. Yeah. And so there was the other day,
0: by the way I I was, <laughs> uh, is- struggling to i I don't want to criticize this podcast because it's much easier to criticize corporate run podcasts because you can just make fun of the corporation oh bachelor podcasts suck this is not a good podcast um i we'll just leave it at that
3: there was or i guess like a week or two ago there was an article that came out in my opinion stating caitlin bristow hence that she and fiance Jason. I don't know how to say his last name.
0: Tartic. Tartic. Have uncomfortable co- <laughs> This is part of the problem here. The, the the host knows nothing about Caitlin. She she's like, who's on your season again? How do you pronounce your husband's last name? She's like, Tartic. That's not like a Polish name. Like, you know, conversations Kietowski. to
3: prioritize growth. Yeah, we do. that was a headline yes no way it was i wonder where that came from
0: so hopefully it wasn't for me let's go to the 18 minute mark here and here so caitlin just got back well recently i guess from from a week-long like i i believe silent or no devices retreat let's listen to what she has to say about that.
4: that i did a whole week um in california at a inner child retreat where for seven days I did 13 to 15 hours of therapy a day Ugh. and no phone, no computer, no books. like So no kind of like guys, what
3: I've talked about with onsite. Yeah. Have you gone on? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like that, okay. but I think a
4: little heavier. Okay. So I have learned so much about myself and I don't think it's anything trauma for me. I think I just Well, okay, I should I shouldn't lie. A small part of it probably is because I'm always scared I'm going to lose somebody yeah. and the more I show love, the more I'm like letting myself be vulnerable and open and the more chance I have of getting hurt. Yes, that is a small part. Yeah. Um, but I'm also just not an affectionate person.
3: <laughs> okay,
4: okay, Um, so I think it's a little bit of both.
3: Probably. Do you have you like, do you go out of your way to make yourself feel uncomfortable? Probably to do it so that
0: like, yeah. By being on this podcast,
3: do
4: I do, Yeah. So that I can force at least yourself show, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will find myself being like, gosh, I really should because Jason loves physical touch. So yeah. I should. Go out of my way to do that, and it's not like I'm like to do it. Like I'm just like I have to remind myself to do it. It's not something that just doesn't come naturally.
0: And look, I love nothing more than hearing Caitlin Bristow talk about the inner child work she's doing in therapy. You know, too often, so many people think that stand-up comedians are nuts because they'll get so vulnerable on stage and share so much about their life. But I actually think that they're actually more normal, and most people are just as messed up and yet don't share their darkest secrets. We've all got issues. We've all got things we're working on. So a lot of times, Caitlin Bristow is guilty of just sharing that relationships can be tough work. You have to overcome a lot of different aspects of your own ego and love languages and trauma you have from your childhood and how you trigger each other. Uh, Look at that work as a way that it's an investment in yourself is is the, that's that's what I like to do is just say well should relationships all be easy no because then when adversity does come you might not have the tools equipped to handle it with your spouse like you should face challenges and hurdles together and find out if it's worth uh, riding it out together they may realize that their relationship's not worth it but either way maybe they're going to do all the work on themselves and then realize they still want to be together and they might just be a stronger match after that. Um, Credit to Caitlin and credit to Jason for really putting the work in. I think they're a real power couple in Bachelor Nation and I love just about everything they do. Well, that's going to do it for me. I've been Dave Neal. i got a stand-up show tonight somewhere in Culver City. I'll have the details on my Instagram, at dneals. I don't know what shows I have coming up. I might have one over the weekend in Hollywood, but I'm just happy to be back in the States and we are gearing into things. Lots to get ready for as the season of Bachelor is about to conclude. I'm sure we'll have tons of content to get to. So make sure you are following me, subscribed, make sure you've rated the podcast. And if you could at all, if it's possible, please share us with your friends, your Bachelor communities. I appreciate all of the ground support that we've received. Make no doubt about it, I couldn't do it without the listeners. So thanks again. One more time, I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.